Hello, everyone. This is Kyle Galaz with Poor to Pro Car Sales Training Podcast. Become a sales titan. This is season three, episode six. We're going to be talking about the customer's hidden checklist. Whether customers tell you or not, they have a checklist in their mental uh, state when they're buying a vehicle or they're going to buy a vehicle or they're just looking to buy a vehicle. There's this checklist they have that you have to hit these points and, and get these check marks off in their brain for them to buy a car from you. And if you only hit a few of these check boxes, you're going to get responses like, well, this is the first place we stop. We're just looking today. Uh, you know, they're going to make up all the reasons to leave because you didn't hit these check boxes. Now, what's interesting about customers is instead of telling you, hey, these are the things that I need to find and this is the, these, are, these are my check boxes, they keep them secret. And it's our job as salespeople to figure out, okay, I got to make sure I hit all these check boxes for, for me to, to, to stack the odds in my favor of selling them a car. Because guess what? The salesman down the street at the other dealership doesn't know about the hidden check boxes that this podcast episode is going to tell you. So I need on this particular episode is you get a pen out and we're going to go over each check box so that way you can stack the odds in your favor to sell them a car and turn that looker into a buyer and turn that buyer that was going to shop around at five different places today to stop and, and buy from you the first place they looked, okay? So let's get started. The first check box that a customer requires for them to buy a car from you is are you listening? Write that down, listening with a little checkbox. When I go to a coffee stand and the lady is taking my order for four coffees and she doesn't write anything down, she's just kind of, okay, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And I just, I assume that, okay, at least one or, or two of my coffees are gonna be messed up, right? So if, if a person, not saying you have to write everything down that your customer says, but you have to be actively listening to your customer. Because a customer, when they're talking, they're looking at cues on your body. Are you actually listening to them, to their wants and needs in the vehicle? Okay, so active listening to a customer is very important. Remember, we have two ears and one mouth. We need to listen double time to these customers because what they're saying is extremely important. And remember, the more the customer talks, the more ammo they give you to close the deal later. That's why asking questions is so important because you get the customer to talk and you can start building a mental file of how to close this customer later because they're going to say things like, yeah, the last place we went, the salesman didn't do this. Oh, okay. Active listening. I can I can pick up on these things and figure out what it takes to, to sell them a car and find them the right car because a lot of times customers don't know exactly what they want, but we can dissect by what they're saying by actively listening to find the the perfect vehicle for them. Even if it's a vehicle they never even thought about, active listening is very important. So the first checkbox of this episode is listening. It's so important. Okay, now this next one is a big, a big checkbox. Rapport. Okay, write that down, rapport. Building rapport is one of the most important things in a car deal. Yes, finding the right vehicle, yes, finding the right color, etc., etc., is important. But how many times have you sold a car to somebody that it wasn't the right color, it wasn't the right even brand or model, right? Because they liked you so much and they trusted you so much. So when you have a customer, you need to build a very, very strong relationship because they'll make 
decisions based on how much they like you versus how much they like the car. You guess what? You are more important to this sales process, to their buying process than the actual vehicle they're buying, which sounds crazy, but it happens all the time. Yeah, the other dealership has a, a lower price, lower miles, and more features, and they still bought from you. Why? It's because they liked you. They trusted you. They liked the dealership, and they trusted the dealership. If you guys have never heard of this word advocate, when you can turn a customer into an advocate, it is one of the the, the best things for marketing for yourself to get referrals because an advocate goes out of their way to talk about you after the sale they could be at a little get-together and they hear someone talking about hey I'm thinking about buying a car and your name comes up instantly oh you got to go see him at this dealership oh he sold me my car he's awesome that's an advocate that's not even getting anything from you that's talking about you so when you're building rapport think about not just the sale right now which is very important, right? That's why we're here to sell a car. But try to turn that that customer into an advocate that's gonna talk positive about your dealership, that's gonna talk positive about you and the process and the vehicle that you sold them and that they were able to make their dreams come true buying. So building rapport is extremely important. It's a big checkbox. Okay, next checkbox, write this down, is how does the salesperson look? Now, if you work at a dealership that has a pretty relaxed um, dress code uh, that doesn't necessarily mean that that's how you have to dress when a customer comes on the lot and they meet a true professional their willingness to give up money down payment remember these people work hard for this money they want to give it to somebody that looks professional sounds professional yeah it's superficial but we have to come to the realization that customers judge us just as sometimes we judge them and when I personally go shopping somewhere I want to deal with somebody that I can look up to and I have no problem giving my money up to somebody that's like, okay, yeah, this guy's a pro, take my money. Okay, so you need to be that for your customers. Remember, just because your dealership has a relaxed dress code doesn't mean you have to abide by it. Dress like a 10 every day. Go in looking like a true professional and you'll start selling more cars and convincing people that you may not even be comfortable with selling right this really high-end customer that that pulls up in a high-end car that you may feel a little bit of uh, awkwardness with at first right but if you look like a 10 and you're dealing with people uh, every day they can look up to you as a salesperson and they're more willing to 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 spend money with you so you got to look the part look like a pro every single day and if you notice the more or the better you look, the better your outfit. Isn't it interesting how you feel better? When you look in the mirror right before you go out somewhere and you're just dressed like a 10, doesn't it make you feel better? Well, guess what? That confidence and that feeling you get wears off on customers when they come to the lot because you have this this swagger about you and this confidence. So, so look the part. Look professional. Okay, this next part is, uh, this next checkbox is your facility slash dealership. Now, not everything at the dealership is your responsibility, right? You're a sales guy and you, you go to work to sell cars. You don't go to work to, to clean, but you do have your little area that you work deals at. So make sure that that little area is clean because when a customer sits down and there's good amenities and the desk is clean and it smells nice in your area, right? They're picking apart every little thing 
Um, customers are extremely smart. They're picking apart everything and they're, they're looking at their spouse or their significant under, uh, other over here and they're saying, when you get up to work the deal, what do you think, honey? Oh, I really like this place. This I, I want I want to do business here. Those are little conversations that they have when you're up at the at the desk working your deal. So again, your facility and dealership, if you see some trash on the ground, pick it up, throw it away. Because these are little things that weigh on customers' minds when they come into a, a, a place of business. When I walk into a business and it's filthy, I instantly want to turn around. Um, I, I still give it a chance. I'm not going to turn around instantly, but... You know, I got that weird feeling like, oh, man, this place is nasty. So, again, stacking the odds in your favor, you got to hit these checklists. Uh, the customer is not going to say anything about your desk being dirty or the carpet being nasty. But remember, that little hidden checklist, you're going to miss that box. So make sure you keep your area uh, nice and clean. Okay, another big one. This is a big box. Value building. Value building is more than just building value in the car. Value building is building value in the dealership, building value in the product you're selling, building value in the story of how you even came into the car business. There's lots of little things that, that build value. Of course, that one of the most important things is building value in the car because you want the value of that car to surpass the price when you're doing your product presentation, demonstration drives, things like that. So value building is one of the big check boxes that you gotta hit. If you're, if you're going through the car process and you're not hitting value building, you're just kind of skimming over the, the walk around, skimming over the test drive, you're not really building a friend, you're going to miss out on a lot of sales. You'll, you'll miss out on most um, of the tougher deals because the tougher customers require more. They require more of these check boxes to hit. If it's a get me done customer, check boxes don't matter. They just want to get approved. And, and a lot of a lot of salesmen are great at, at the get-me-dones, right? Because that's the easiest sale. Just, yeah, if you get me approved, I'll take it. Well, you're going to find out pretty quick if they can get approved or not because they didn't require you to listen. They didn't care what you look like. They don't care if your desk is clean or dirty. They don't need rapport building. They just want to know if they can get approved. But the tougher deals, those guys that do require all that, these customers, you got to make sure you hit all these check boxes. And value building is one of them. So make sure you guys are spending a lot of time on the lot with the customer, building value in yourself, your dealership, and the product. You gotta build value in all those things. Okay, the next checkbox is are you making it a fun experience for your customers? And you can use Disneyland or these theme parks as an example. When a customer goes to Disneyland, they are filled with joy and happiness and fun. And when you get a, a, a Disneyland customer on that much ether and they're having so much fun, they'll go spend $20 on a hamburger that tastes like a $3 hamburger. They'll go spend $8 on a drink that tastes like a $2 drink. They'll spend all this money on this, on, on, on this experience because they're having fun. And when they're having fun, they can't, when their head's full of fun, their head won't be full of doubt. When their head's full of fun, their head their head's not full of skepticism so if you can have your customer in a fun mood and you're making it a fun experience then their head can't be full be full of skepticism and doubt you can't have both in your head uh, at the same time at a hundred percent it's one or the other um, you can have 80 or 20 20 percent skepticism 80 percent fun 
but you're not going to have a hundred and a hundred. So when you when you're with a customer and you want them to kind of break loose, make it a fun experience for, for them. Um, you know, some of the things you can do on the lot is, you know, one of the things I used to do is we'd get a customer in a trunk or uh, we'd climb up in the back of the bed, both of us. And we kind of like bounce on the bed and talk about the suspension, you know, just little things like that. Make it a fun experience or pair up their phone and tell them to put on their favorite song. That was one of the techniques I used in the Maseratis to um, demonstrate how good a Bowers and Wilkins sound system is. Okay, because you go to a satellite radio, it doesn't sound good at all. But I would say, hey, let's get your phone out. Do you have some music on there? Yeah, let's pair it up. Right. Taking ownership or pair up your phone and let's put on one of your favorite songs. And, and they, then now their phone's paired to it. They're kind of taking a little bit of ownership, but then they get to listen to their favorite song. And uh, it, those are the little things that you can make it have fun. Tell a joke. If you're funny, be funny. Um, you just got to make it have fun because then the experience, their, their, their whole personality changes when they're having fun. Okay. All right. Moving on to the next one. We kind of skipped this one, but the meet and greet. Definitely on the checkbox. You gotta have a strong meet and greet. Introduce yourself. Get all their names. Write down their names. Uh, introduce your dealership. How long the dealership's been in business, etc., etc., etc. You gotta have a strong meet and greet uh, because the meet and greet sets up the whole deal. It also sets up that you're in control of this process. It also sets up that you're a professional. So. On the checkbox, you got to have a strong meet and greet because it sets up the whole deal. I've talked about the meet and greet in a lot of my podcast episodes. My uh, the 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 book I'm writing right now it's called Mastering the Meet and Greet. It's the f- first part of an eleven book series, and uh, hopefully that'll be out towards the end of the year. But the meet and greet is so crucial to the process; it's insane. So make sure you don't do a, a poor meet and greet and just say, "Hey, how can I help you?" No, welcome to our dealership. My name is Kyle Galaz, and you are. Thank you for coming in. What brings you in today? Right, powerful meet and greet, and you get all their names and you write them down. Okay, next checkbox: the demonstration drive, the demo drive. Customers will say this all the time. Oh, I've driven them before. I know how they drive. Well, completely understandable. But for me to move forward in this deal, I gotta have you test drive it because every vehicle drives different. If they were the same vehicle, then they'd have the same VIN number. Uh, it's just a requirement for our dealership. And I want to really make sure that this is the right vehicle for you. You just got to let me continue my job because my manager is always looking. Okay, You got to come up with the reason why to get them on that, that demo drive if they're very reluctant. If you did the proper walk-around presentation, then they want to drive the truck anywhere or the, or the car because you did such a good walk around that they're chomping at the bit to test drive, which we've talked about before. So you got to do a killer uh, walk around to set up a killer demo drive. But you have to test drive the customer because you need to, you need them to feel the wheel. Remember that? the seal To seal the deal, you got to have them feel the wheel or whatever that saying is. Feel the wheel is to seal the deal. I can't remember it exactly. But the demo drive is very, very important. And that has to be on your checklist. Okay, the next checkbox, this is a real big one, is your walk around. The walk around is what is what the difference between an amateur and a pro is. Because when I see a, I can, I can tell what kind of salesman I'm with or training the moment they start their walk around. Well, guess what? Customers are smart and they can see it too. 
when a when a salesman is doing a, a customized walk around for me because he's listened to all my hot buttons and he knows in detail why the manufacturer did certain things on the car and he can tell me about uh, the vehicle in in great detail but not going overboard and not boring me he's not an encyclopedia but he knows his stuff that is the kind of walk around you need to be doing for your customers because the the average car sales guy is going to know some stats he's going to point out you know the color and some of the lines and how it drives but he doesn't have the the knowledge of his product and the walk around is extremely important because you first it demonstrates that you know your product and second you can demonstrate the product and how it's going to benefit the sales or the customers lives after they purchase it things that they can show off to their friends things that they can use out in the the real world um, so the walk around is an extremely big checkbox so make sure you write that down okay now here's some more check boxes that we won't take a lot of time in it in one of them is the right color we do sell a lot of vehicles that aren't the color the customer asked for but this goes back to listening you want to acknowledge that the customer is looking for a red truck a red half ton okay and you're gonna do everything in your power that they can visually see that you're trying to find them the right color a lot of times though when you walked a lot with a customer there's always that secondary color or third color that they'll be okay with but you want to acknowledge that okay we're gonna look for a red f-150 well let's take a walk on the lot and and see if we can find it a lot of times they're gonna find a different color that they like as a secondary or, or a color they didn't even know existed but you want to acknowledge that they're looking for that that right color I'm looking for a red or a blue don't just start showing them other colors you want to let them see that you're trying to find them the right color and in your involvement with them looking for the right color they're gonna end up finding a color that they didn't even know existed or a different color so the right color checkboxes it's an odd one but you don't wanna to, to make it simple is acknowledge that they're looking for a red half ton and walk the lot with them don't just go straight to your computer and say oh we don't have any red f-150s or red ram half tons because then they get up and leave what you want to do is say okay a red half ton perfect let's go take a look and you walk the lot and you may know that we don't even have one in stock but the fact that you're trying to find them the right color checks off that box in their head okay I got a guy looking for the, the right truck and then they're gonna say hey what about this black one? Oh yeah man I even see that one and then you're gonna show them the black one and guess what they end up leaving with a white one okay it's crazy how it happens but you want to show that you're looking for the right color for them okay this next one is called high excitement it kind of goes back to having fun but it's a different it's kind of a different way having fun is talking about uh, you know having fun with the customer high excitement is a different thing a lot of customers when they come in they want to get excited about the the car they're looking at but they hide it because they don't want to show a weakness that oh man he's gonna know I want to buy this car so what you have to do is go above and beyond 100% of excitement. So if you're at 150% excitement and your customer's at a 50%, you guys will level out at about 100% each because you're going to counter him and he's going to start coming up. His excitement's going to start building. And he may drag you down a little bit in your excitement by some negative comments or oh whatever, but you don't let that affect you. You're going to equal out. But high excitement is something that you love your product. Whether you sell Nissans, Rams, uh, 
Toyotas, you got to convince yourself that you love the product because that comes out in excitement. When when you demonstrate that, hey, I'm a toy, let's say you work at a Toyota store and you absolutely love the Tacoma. I mean, it's it's in your DNA that you love the Tacoma and you get a customer that comes in wanting to look at Tacomas. That excitement level that you get, oh, I love the Tacoma. Come on, let me show you it. And you can start pointing out things that the customer didn't even realize existed on a Tacoma or a Tundra or a Sequoia or a Sienna. You know, you can go through all these things and have that high excitement level. You start stacking the odds of you're going to sell them a car because the last customer or the last salesman they met at the other dealership was not excited at all. He could care less if he sold him a car or not, and that's why they left. If they're leaving you without buying a car, there's a reason why. You have to find the reason why. Was it a hidden checkbox that you didn't hit? Or was it that you failed in some of these checkboxes because you didn't do a good enough job? Okay, there's a reason why they leave without a product. Do everything you can to get them to buy today from you and use excitement. Just like you hear the excitement out of my voice on the podcast because I love helping you guys sell more cars right i vicariously live through my sales guys oh great job man i get i get a, a, a high off of it well when i get to help you guys sell more cars and i get comments from you guys across the world now thanks kyle for helping me do this oh, i closed more deals you you have no idea how that makes me feel and i love helping you guys so the excitement i have right now in this sentence is the excitement you know, you guys need to have when you're helping a customer on the car lot and it will translate to them getting excited It'll translate to them wanting to buy a car. All right, let's move on to the next checkbox. Trust building. Trust building comes in the form of a few things. One, never lie to your customer. Even if it, if, if it docks points from you in your customer's eyes, right? It may sting a little bit by telling the truth, but in the end, the customers are going to see value and trust in you because you told them the truth. You have to tell them the truth. Because that's going to build a long-term relationship, okay? You can't fool a customer with lies because it will always be exposed. Whether it's after the sale or before, your manager is going to hear about it, and your career is not going to be a satisfying career that's going to last long at a dealership. You're going to find yourself bouncing around from dealership to dealership if you're lying to people. So you have to tell the truth. Another way you build trust is by knowing your product, knowing the process. When someone knows their process, knows their product, and doesn't lie, the trust from the customer goes through the roof. So always, always do the right thing. Protect your dealership at all costs because your dealership is who writes the checks, who who gets the vehicles in, and who provides a job. Protect the dealership. Never lie to your customer. Know your stuff, and you'll have so much trust with your customer that you'll have a customer for life. All right. Next checkbox is how do you sound as a salesman? Are you using car lingos with your customer? Are you cussing in front of your customer, right? Do you have slang that the customer doesn't even understand? Okay, so the, a, a very important checkbox is how do you sound? How are you talking to your customers? Are you saying things that they understand or are you saying things that only car business people understand? Remember, if you confuse the customer with certain things, they're gonna wanna think about it and leave. So make sure you're very clear on what you're saying to the customer. Make sure you, uh, you, you're you not saying lingo, car jargon type stuff. 
and have a clear presentation. And if you think the customer may have missed something because you, you said it too fast or it was a very complicated feature on the vehicle, go back. Or you can ask them, does that make sense? Did, did I say that clear enough? Because sometimes this feature on this car is confuses me as a salesperson. And reiterate with the customer if you need to go over it again, okay? Because there's a lot of stuff on those cars. There's a lot of stuff in the process that customers may not understand. And it's okay to ask them, hey, does that make sense? I know these things are so crazy and confusing on these cars now. But I want to make sure before I move on to the next feature that you, you understood what I was saying. Because I get confused, right? Put it back on yourself so they don't feel dumb. And, and make sure you sound like a professional. All right, next, next checkbox is comparing the competition. It's just as important to know your competition's product as it is yours, okay? Now, I know the manufacturers, when you do your, your training, and the training takes forever, and you gotta do that test at the end, but the, the uh, your manufacturers have competitive comparisons. Vehicles in that class that, that match up to the vehicle you're selling, those are important things because you can save your customer time from visiting three other dealerships to, to look at the competition. The competition of an Alfa Romeo Giulia is a BMW, a Mercedes, and an Audi. So when I was on the floor selling the Alfa Romeo Giulia, which is a hard enough car to sell in, in itself, if I could point out all the things that the Audi had, the BMW had, and the Mercedes had versus what the my Alfa Romeo Giulia had, I just saved them a lot of time from going to compare and shop because I built all that trust. I'm not lying to them. These are all the reasons why you should buy my car over the competition. And they didn't have to shop. All right, Kyle, let's see what the numbers are. Perfect, follow me. Okay, so you have to know your competition. Now, if you're selling um, Audi cars, you're not, gonna, you're not gonna worry about comparing to a, a Ram 3500. So you have to know what classes to compare. You're not gonna learn every car in the entire planet. But know the product that compares to the product you're selling, and you're gonna you're gonna see from the customer more more buying. They're gonna buy from you because more buying uh, cues because they don't have to go shop. And you can tell them I'm gonna save you so much time because I I know the other product just like I know my product. So let's go over the the pluses and minuses of each, and then you can decide for yourself if you want to go with my product or you want to keep shopping. And after you've built so much trust, you've showed why the comparisons are, are better with your product, they don't need to go shop, and they won't, okay? All right, next checkbox, questions answered. Make sure when you're doing the process, you ask your, your customers, do you have any questions before I move on? You gotta make sure you're letting them talk when you're doing a walk around. Okay, if you go over a feature and you say, do you have any questions about it? You're involving them in the process, okay? And when they say, no, I don't got any questions, then you know you've, you've done a good enough presentation on that part, right? The payload or the towing or the whatever feature you're showing them. But you gotta make sure you're letting the customer even ask questions, okay? So when, when you start a product presentation, you can tell them, hey, if, if I go over something and you have a question, stop me. Tap me on the shoulder, stop me, because I wanna make sure I answer every question for you before we move on. By doing that, it shows that you're actively listening and you're involving the customer in the buying process. And the more questions you can get answered, then there will be no doubt 
that they want to buy a car from you because you've answered everything. You've gone over everything. You've overcome every objection they could possibly have. So make sure you're answering their questions and make sure you're allowing them time to ask questions. Okay. Let's move on to the next checkbox. Compare selection. So a lot of times customers come in with the with the a thought process of I know exactly what I want. And a lot of times salespeople will go straight to the computer, pull it up in front of the lot and it's not what the customer wanted. Okay? So at that point, what do you do? You let them walk? No, you compare. That's why walking the lot with your customer is so important because they think they know what they want. When when I say the the the, the term buyers are liars, sometimes they don't even realize they're lying. I want a red half ton F-150, right? Four wheel drive, okay? They don't know that, that that's not what they need and that's not what they end up even leaving with. They ended up leaving with an Expedition. They lied to me, but they didn't realize they lied because they just didn't know that the Expedition can tow as much. It has three rows of seats and it did everything they wanted it to do plus some, okay? So you gotta make sure you compare your selection in stock. Now, if you pull up, if they say, hey, I want this red F-150 in stock or this this blue Audi, and you bring it up and they wanna buy it, perfect, sell it to them. You're not gonna go compare selection at that point. Customers know what they want also. It's not like they, they don't know. So if they say, I want this truck in stock, sell it to them, okay? But if they wanna leave after you bring it up, that's when you have to compare selection and say, well, hold on, before you go, let me show you what else I got in stock, because sometimes I'm surprised that we have something in stock that that you may love. Okay, you got a few minutes, perfect, follow me. Okay, so before we move on to the next checkbox, I wanna talk about uh, uh, another item up for bid here, is the overall salesman, okay? It's not really a checkbox because uh, it includes all the checkboxes. So you gotta look at yourself overall as a salesperson. Am I doing all the right things for my customer to feel comfortable enough to buy a car? Okay, so when you're doing these checkboxes in your head and you're going over them with the customer, you still have to read the situation, okay? Every customer is unique. Every scenario is unique, okay? So when you're doing these checkboxes in your head, if, if you can close the deal after half of them, then close the deal, okay? So remember, that's like reading the room. You got to read the scenario, read the customer, and, and think about it as overall as a salesman. Am I doing the right thing for the customer to buy? And am I stacking the odds in my favor for the customer to buy? And that's where these checkboxes come in, okay? Now, when you come inside and it's time to work the deal, there's a few more checkboxes you got to worry about. Okay, so write this one down. Are you getting the customer's numbers in a timely manner? Is it taking you an hour to get a pencil? Okay, so when you sit down at the desk, if you're typing in at, at two words per minute, right, you're on the customer's time. When they say, okay, I think I want to buy this car, let's go see what the numbers are, the time, the time changes. Now you've got to go in fast motion. On the lot, the customer will take as much time as they want from you. But as soon as they say, hey, I want to buy the car, let's go work numbers, all of a sudden it's a time crunch. You spent two hours outside looking at different vehicles and now it's time to work numbers and you're in a time crunch, right? So they use most of their time outside finding the right product. Now it's go time. So checkbox number one when you're at your desk is get the numbers in a timely manner and you start with getting all your paperwork filled out completely before you visit the desk. Get everything you need from the customer, then go visit the desk. Also precision, correct spelling, 
things like this speed up the process. So re remember to precision, get their current driver's license, get their current insurance, get their trade info properly, get all these things right for when you go to work the deal to be precise. Customers like it when you're precise and you cross the T's and dot the I's. Confident. When you present the numbers in a confident way, you're going to get more sales coming your way because they're, the customers, when you when you have all the confidence, you've done all the check boxes, they just say, all right, let's see what the payments are when you come back with a pencil and you close them down fast. Um, having confidence is a very, very important thing when you're presenting numbers. If you show any uh, chinks in your armor that there might be a discount available, things like that, guess what they're going to ask for? A discount. So when you come back with those numbers, make sure you're confident. This is how we do business here. Let's see what the payments are going to be. Let's get you a good interest rate and let's get this process going, okay? And we talked about this earlier, but being professional, you know, that goes part of being an overall salesman is, is being professional. Always be professional. Do the right thing. Um, keep it clean. Keep it good. Never waver. Just be a professional overall and the customer will buy. So I hope you wrote wrote some of this stuff down in the hidden checklist. Customers are not going to come out and say, hey, here's my checklist to buy a car. And if you hit them all, buy a car. No. These are things that you have to do on the lot as a salesman with salesman intuition and know-how. Hit these check boxes. Don't allow them to dictate the, the process of the sale and you will sell more cars. Okay, it's all about helping the customer. It's all about going through the process, hitting these check boxes, and guess what? You're gonna start seeing more sales every single month. This is it. That's the end of the episode. Again, this is Kyle Gloss. Thank you for listening. I appreciate the support. If you have any feedback on this, message me on Instagram, find me on Facebook, Kyle Gloss. I'm here to help you guys 100%. I love what I do, and I'm happy that this podcast is in 67 countries now. Tens of thousands and thousands of uh, salesmen are listening to it. I'm happy to help. Thank you, guys. Kyle Gloss signing out.